We've all had leaders in our past where we go, man, I learned so much from them. They treated me so well. But we've also had leaders where we think, how on earth did you become a leader? What in the world was somebody thinking? And I tell you, unfortunately, in my life, I have had more of the latter uh, than I have of the former. Each of these situations, though, has shaped me in the way that I lead. So I'm going to take you through a couple different stories from my past and talk about what I learned from those. And then I'm going to dig a little bit into kind of servant leadership and what that means, as well as kind of the the top-down leadership mentality. So I've got a lot of ideas and different things we're going to work through today, and I don't really have notes, so this is going to kind of be a free-form conversation. Uh, So episode 12, like just here we go, folks. Let's do it. You're listening to the Connect the Dots podcast with me, Heather Balseric. This show is designed to help you navigate your career, understand your customer's experience, and bring us together as we learn more about our communities. So tune in, turn it up, and get ready to connect the dots. All right. So like I said before the intro played, I don't have any notes for this episode like laid out like exactly like how I'm going to go through stuff like I normally do. This is one of those topics that for me is is very near and dear to my heart because I am a leader and I really do think about how I'm treating the people that I lead or treating my customers per se because I'm in a position where I have the opportunity to lead in a couple different avenues of my life. Um, I do a lot of things at my actual job. Um, I lead with this podcast. Uh, I have some things that I do at church where I can step into, maybe it's not an official leadership role, but it's, you know, it's a role where, you know, people that are new to the church where I have the opportunity to kind of like step up and and help them out, right? Because I'm a greeter. So I'm there to help people when they come in and new faces and all that kind of stuff. So I think about all the time, kind of how am I treating the people around me? And is the way that I'm treating them the right way? Now, I am not perfect. So if I've ever been your leader, uh, <laughs> I, I probably have made mistakes. I am not going to lie. Woo, I am not perfect. There is only one perfect person, and that is Jesus. <laughs> and we're going to talk about uh, a couple different examples, some things that he said Um, that can help us as well. So the first story that I want to talk about is one of the first lessons I learned in leadership. And it came when I was at a very young age. I was a ripe age of 14. I had been named the co-captain of the color guard squad for the upcoming uh, marching band season. I was my freshman year of high school. And over the summer to raise money, we had some car washes. So These were, you know, set up, ready to go because we needed to raise money for our uniforms and for equipment, that kind of stuff. I talked to the band director and she was like, well, you know what? She told me we couldn't do them, but I did them anyway because I was 14 and I thought, well, we we need the money. I'm just going to do these things and I don't want to call everybody and cancel and and go through all that mess. Why why do that? Let me just, let's just do them. Surely I won't get in trouble. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, I got in trouble. So I was removed as co-captain for that season. And I believe if memory serves me correctly, uh, all of the money that we had raised with our two car washes actually got put into the general band fund and was not used for us. Uh, still stings a little bit. And if you're on that, uh, color guard squad that season, that year, uh, my apologies. I apologize for my poor leadership, uh, the poor decisions that I made because I did not take that responsibility as seriously as I needed to. That was one of my very first lessons as a leader is that I wasn't thinking about the team in general. I didn't take the time to ask, why could we not do these car washes? They were already set up. So why can't we do them? I didn't take the time to investigate a little bit more and have a more complete understanding of the reasons why. And as a leader, that's important because you set the tone for the people that you lead. You set the tone for your team. And I didn't serve them well. That was little old 14 me. And I know there's a lot of details that I'm probably forgetting. And that's okay. It was 20 plus years ago. So just forgive me on that. But just know ever since then, like I still carry that memory with me of kind of what could I have done differently to serve the girls that were on the squad with me in a better way. I talked about, you know, I've had leaders that have been really great in helping me kind of build, um, you know, build myself and build my confidence in, you know, being, in being a leader. I have also had managers that have made me go, I swear if I ever do something like that, please somebody tell me because that is not the leader that I want to be. And that is something that I kind of want to pull some experiences from and kind of give them out to you here because how you treat your employees, how you treat your, your customers, the people that you lead impacts how they treat everybody else. Um, for the, for the most part. So unless they have a really strong resolve, like, like I do, I had a leader at one point in my life, I was, um, an assistant manager and the manager above me, there was one day we were a particularly busy retail store and we had, uh, shifts to go like work the front door to help customers when they came in and kind of give them off to the salespeople and customer service people. And so we worked in shifts. Because as managers, we had other duties to do. This night, uh, myself and the store manager were were working together. Um, it was my turn to come off the floor because I had some things, some inventory reporting that I think had to be done like that day. And so I needed to step off the floor and get that done. And it was, it was their turn to step in and, and be the floor manager. And so I'd go to the back and I'm like, hey... Um, Hey, it's time to to switch off. You know, are you going to come out? And they were like, nope, nope, I'm too busy. I'm sorry, I can't do it. And that, and I was like, excuse me? Like what? Like, huh? You can't, you're not going to come help the team out? You're, you're, oh, okay. I mean, that's, you know. And so, I mean, she, they were my manager. I, you know, and I'm a, try to be a respectful person. And so I didn't talk back or anything, but it really did upset me. It really did like make me go like, wow, like really? That's, that's not how a team is supposed to work. We support each other. You know, if you needed like 10 more minutes, cool. 
Um, but you know, don't just, just the, the, there was a tone and different things in that, in that conversation that for me as a leader, I thought immediately in my head, like, I hope that I never do that to somebody because it made me feel so unappreciated and undervalued as a manager. Um, and I didn't want that. Like, I would never want my employees to feel that way. Like, I would never want one of the people that was working on the sales floor to feel like I did not value them because I did. And so that's something like I kind of keep in the back of my head, right? Um, I had another instant instance with um, the same person where I had, um, I put in my notice um, at the company because uh, I, I had another job and it was with, a, I guess it was with a competitor, um, but I wasn't going into the same role. Uh, but based on company policy, they, you know, they were like, hey, you know, you don't need to work out a notice, which is fine, understood, not a problem. But the way that it was presented to me made me feel like I had stolen something from the company. It was just the worst conversation I have ever had. And I've had to let people go in my career. And I hope I have never let anybody feel that way because it was so hard. So those are, those are two kind of stories in one, right? This is one particular leader that, that made that type of impact on me, right? That type of impact to go, I hope I never treat anybody the way that they treated me. Now, that same company, I had a manager um, previous to that. I had a manager that was extremely helpful. Uh, He was just one of those people that looked out for you. He wanted to make sure that, you know, he was helping you in any way that he could and, you know, really led by example. Like we would get busy. Where was he? He was on the floor helping us. There was, you know, never really a time that I ever felt like he wasn't there to support us um, as, as people, you know, as, as sales, as the sales force. And, you know, that was like, okay, this, I, I can learn things from this manager on how I want to treat the people that I lead. Because I've known from a very young age that I wanted to be a leader. I love to develop people. I love to help people see their potential in themselves. And sometimes I have a hard time seeing the potential in me. So just, you know, uh, sometimes I can't look at myself the same way. But as a leader, I always just think about how have other leaders made me feel? And how can I learn from that in making sure that my, uh, the people that I'm leading feel like they're supported? feel like they know that if anything, whatever happens, I'm not going to fly off the handle. I'm not going to judge them. I'm not going to get like irate that I'm going to be that steady voice of just, hey, let's work through it. Let's go through these things. Let's talk through it. Let's figure it out. Uh, Let's use all of our resources You know, that's my goal. Again, I know I'm not perfect, but I try. I try so hard every day to make sure that the words that come out of my mouth, the actions that I'm doing, that they line up together 
so that my team can know how much they mean to me. That the people that I have the opportunity to lead know and feel the love that I have for them in so many ways. There are a couple of verses that I want to share with you guys. And so just, you'll have to give me a moment because I've got to pull up my little appy app here. All right, let's see. Um, If you don't have, if you're looking for a good Bible app, um, the uh, version um, app is very good. It has lots of different versions in it. I'm wasting time, by the way, just trying to get to the verse I want to read. Uh, <laughs> so I told you I don't have any like direct notes right now. Uh, I have some like bullet points. So this kind of starts into this part of, of the podcast too that I want to talk about. And that's servant leadership um, or, or kind of something I think of as like top-down leadership. Um, because I really do think that how the top leads, like how the top people in the organization lead, that that rolls down and it rolls all the way down to the very first person that's, that talks to the customer. So um, I really feel like, you know, how I treat my leaders is hopefully something that helps influence how they're going to treat their um, their employees and how those employees treat our customers. So that's, that's my mindset, right? That's servant leadership, top down, um, you know, leading by example type of, of, of philosophy, I guess is what you could say. All right. So the first uh, verse that I want to read to you is from Matthew twenty twenty six. This is the New Living Translation. And it says, but among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. So that's 26 through 28 of Matthew 20. But, you know, he's talking about how... If you want to be a leader, you have to serve. And if you're familiar with the Bible at all, you know, there's the story of when Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. But that is humility and just that that is love um, to you know, take a moment and just sit down and say, I'm going to serve you by doing this, this for you. Um, I'm going to honor you by doing this. So I really love that that kind of mentality of of serving people and it's not it's oh well the words I'm trying to think of right now but you know it's not a dictatorship it's not you do this you do this you do this um I'm more important than you are it's the attitude of I'm going to serve you so that you can go serve the people that you lead I want to serve you so that you're supported and you have the resources that you need so you can be the best leader for the people that you lead. That to me is the best way to lead. There are so many types of management styles and leadership styles and and you can have, uh, you know, you could use multiple ones, right? Because sometimes you got to lead people differently because of kind of where they are in their life and in their career. But Overall, if you have the attitude of serving, of wanting to be there to support and, you know, guide, 
then that's going to lead you to me. That's the, that's the best way to, to lead uh, for at least, you know, if you're my leader, I would, that's what I, that's what I appreciate. Uh, so to, to be led with support and, um, and guidance in that, in that fashion. So, all right, hold on just a second. I'm going to get the second verse that I want to look at um, is going to be in Romans and it's uh, chapter 12, verse eight. And in this, it's talking, uh, let me give you a little bit of backstory. And it's um, in the, in John Maxwell's, what is this? The name of the, I have this book here with me. I wish y'all could see, cause I have like, this is just life right now. I have like a book and my phone and notes and all kinds of stuff everywhere. Uh, but I'm reading from the Maxwell Leadership Bible, uh, this little section here. But uh, Don, John Maxwell has a leadership Bible that has a bunch of like leadership type information um, in with the scriptures. So it's really interesting. But um, when he is talking about Romans 12, verse 6 through 8, he calls this, you know, that leaders are brokers of gifts. And I like this idea, uh, this kind of thought that, you know, he writes, every leader is a manager whose goal should be to maximize everyone's gift. And that's really how I think about it. Like, I want to find out, like, what are the gifts and talents of the people that I lead? How can I help them capitalize on those? How can I help them push themselves forward um, and expand those gifts? And help them increase their comfort, you know, being comfortable with those gifts and putting those gifts out there to the world and, you know, in different ways. So the specific verse in here, though, when he's, let me just read six through eight, that'll just make more sense. So uh, it says, this is Romans 12, six through eight. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for certain things. Hold on. Gosh, I can't even read. All right, let let me start over. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If if your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If if it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. There are so many things when I read this that, you know, it's the it's spiritual gifts, right? Spiritual gifting and it, you know, how, you know, what kind of spiritual gifts do you have? And there's all kind of quizzes online that you can do. And I actually found my spiritual gifts quiz earlier today, which is funny enough. Um, and so leadership is, I just totally lost my train of thought. I hope you're still with me. <laughs> Again, oh, I, there's just so much that I want to talk about this because I really truly believe as a leader, you set the tone for your team. The way that you interact with your peers the way that you interact with the people that are that report to you, the way that you interact with the people that you report to, those are all your customers. It's up to you on how you put yourself out there. And I, you know, I, I am a person that's pretty much the same in every aspect of life. Um, I am 
dedicated to the things that I, I, I set my mind to. I am full of love and, and gung-ho and <laughs> just wanting things to, to be done and done well. And I, I, you know, I want to help other people. And I think that's why I have gotten the opportunity uh, to do a couple different things in my career. Um, and, and I've been able to be successful. Well, if you've made it this far in the podcast, let me say congratulations and thank you so much for being with me uh, through this journey today. But I want to take a second to say thank you. I really do appreciate all your support. If you haven't, uh, I'm going to ask, would you please go give a quick little review, slap up some five stars for me over on iTunes or Spotify. I'd really appreciate the support. Thanks, everybody. Let's get back to the episode. One of the other things that the um, leadership Bible that I talked about a minute ago said uh, when it comes to the, the first verse I read, Matthew 20, 25 through 28, John wrote, leadership is about adding value, not getting perks. And I think that's something important to remember too. A lot of people, I think, try to get into leadership because, oh, I'll make more money. Oh, I've got the status and the prestige. I want to be the CEO. I want to be the president. I want to do, you know, be up here for my name. I want my name to be up there. Leadership, again, is not about the perks. Leadership is about adding value. And that is my goal is I want to add value. I want to add value to the people I lead in my job. I want to add value to you um, that are listening to this podcast. I want to add value to my family, to my friends, to my husband, to um, people that I meet on the street. I, I want to add value to this world. And I hope that you can understand that passion that, that kind of comes through in this. So I've got, um, I found an article and I'm going to give you um, five things this article says about servant leadership. So how to, how to be a good um, servant leader. And this article comes from a website that I had here, um, Wilbanks Consulting. Um, and it's, it's five ways to lead by serving. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can get it if you want to read it. And it talks a little bit about, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Truett Cathy, who, um, started Chick-fil-A, right? The founder of Chick-fil-A. It kind of talks a little bit about him because, um, he was definitely a servant leader. That was kind of his, uh, the way that he ran his business. And I've read the, a couple of the, the books about, um, him, about, about Kathy and his leadership there at Chick-fil-A. And, um, but this article, these are the five ways to lead by serving. So this is your takeaway for today. If you've made it this far, I certainly appreciate you. Five ways to lead by serving. The first is demonstrate through your words and actions. If you want to lead by serving, demonstrate it. Serve your people. Ask them what they need. When they tell you something that they need, do it. Don't just be a bunch of talk, right? If you can get the answer for them, get the answer for them or get the thing that they need. Uh, Demonstrate through words and actions. The second one is trust and respect. You know, trust your employees. I'm in the, I have the opportunity right now, um, you know, my job to, to lead leaders and trust and respect is something that 
you know, I'm tr- I tr- I am, you know, making sure each and every day that that they know uh, from me that that I trust them, I respect their decisions. I question things just because I'm still new in the role, um, and just you know, we're we're getting that working relationship going, but I trust and respect each one of them in what they in what they're doing with their teams. The third one is active listening. When somebody comes to you that you lead, again, whether it's they're directly under you, they're a peer, they're your leader, um, they're your friend, whatever, really listen to what they're saying. There is so much that we can learn if we just listen. God gave us two ears and one mouth. We should listen twice as much as we speak. I don't know who said that, but you know, it's one of those things that your mama always tells you. But truly, y'all, really listen. Don't listen to respond. Listen to understand, especially if they're bringing you a concern. The fourth one is empower your team. So if you expect them, this article says, if you expect your team to achieve more, they will. If you expect that your team will fail in certain aspects, then they will. Focus on empowering them, inspire them, um, lead them in the way that's going to help them, you know, generate that positive kind of snowball effect that happens. And then five is practice humility. I said it before, I am not perfect. I am not a perfect leader. I am sure that I fail um, more more than I'd like to admit. I try to learn every day. I try to listen. I try to, you know, I ask for feedback. Probably people get annoyed with how much I ask for feedback. <laughs> but I really do, I, I want that feedback. And I, I want to make sure that if I do something that's not right, if I do something that's not supporting them and helping them grow um, and helping them be successful, then I want to adjust. I want to make sure that I am serving them in the best way possible. And when I get it wrong, I'll admit that I got it wrong. Because as a leader, you're not always going to be right. You're going to get things wrong. You're going to learn from those mistakes though. If you make a mistake, learn from it. Push forward and keep going. All right. I will stop here. Uh, I am just truly excited. Uh, I hope that you learned Um, a a good bit today about, you know, how you're treating your customers. And if you're a leader, you know, please take the opportunity to think about your leadership style. Are you, are you serving your, are you serving your team in the best way possible? Be open with your team if you feel like you are, haven't been doing it right. If you feel like maybe you haven't been supporting them in the best way possible, reach out and say, hey, I want to make sure that I'm serving you. Tell me how I can serve you better. And hopefully you can start to mend any of those bridges, any of those wounds that have happened from maybe things that didn't go the right way. Um, And you can really get in with your team and actively listen to what they're telling you and make those adjustments because that's where you're going to see the impact on how they are serving their customer. All right, all the things today. I really, truly appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being with me today. Um, next week, 
Um, I got a couple different things kind of on the uh, kind of on the cusp here, so I'm trying to figure out when. Uh, I got a couple interviews that I've recorded, so I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to put them in here. So I'm not sure what next week's topic's going to be uh, for episode 13, but we will have an episode next Monday, and I'm looking forward to getting it out to you. So as I always like to end my conversations, please don't forget that you are loved and you are worthy, and there are great things ahead for you in this life. See you later. So to make sure that you don't miss out on next week's episode, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you get notified. Come on and join the conversation over on Instagram and follow me at Ms. Heather B. Dot or at Polkadotdesk. We are here for you and look forward to bringing you more information about career, customers, and community. This podcast is brought to you by the Polkadot Desk.